Welcome to the Believe Podcast, a conversation between friends over a passage of scripture. I'm Carolyn Kirsten. And I'm Marvin Williams. And today is episode 108, continuing our chronological look through the Gospels. Today we are focusing on, actually, story from three of the Gospels, primarily talking about when Jesus heals a man from yeah, leprosy. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So so to get us, uh, to get us started, um, so let me ask this question. What childhood memories do you have of peers um, either ridiculing or being ridiculed or maybe maybe even in, you know, your your own life, whether you were rejected or ridiculed or, you know, someone among your peers that were actually um, rejected or ridiculed? Yeah, I do. The first <laughs> thing that comes to mind is the kickball game at recess and the picking teams thing, which kind of is a classic <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, memory and and just hoping, hoping, hoping to not be the last one picked. So I guess that's like a rejection by not being picked versus being picked upon. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. That's the first thing that comes to mind. Yeah. I, I like playing basketball because, you know, I'm vertically challenged. Um, I, I was always the last one to be picked. Mm-hmm. Uh, the taller people were picked first for, for basketball. And, um, and, uh, so those were that, that was one, um, for, for me. And I, I remember being in high school, um, there was a, um, brand new student, um, always sat in the back of the class and, um, and he had, a you know, he had, B.O. He had little body odor and and uh, people picked on him all mm. the time, stayed to himself, stayed quiet. But I can only imagine how he felt um, as you know, individuals were saying all kinds of, yeah. you know, um, uh, nasty things about him. And so um, so anyway, I mean, it, it it's not fun being excluded. It's not fun being rejected. Um, and. And yet we have one of these stories today mm-hmm. where there's a man who um, he had a skin disease called leprosy and he was definitely excluded. We'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, but Jesus kind of comes on the scene and um, and he's the, the text says, in fact, let's go back. What, what passages are we looking at today? Yes, they'll be in detail in the show notes, but we're picking up in Matthew in chapter four um, and particularly verse 23 kind of gives a nice little synopsis of Jesus's mission. It says, and he went throughout all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom and healing every disease and every affliction among the people. And uh, I think that's interesting to see the three different aspects of what Jesus did. Absolutely. Teaching. Yep. Um, preaching or proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and then healing. So it made me think, oh, yeah, he's addressing mental, our mental um, life with teaching. Yep. Um, preaching or proclaiming the gospel could be viewed more as spiritual, like... Um, we talked about the difference between teaching and teaching preaching. And preaching, there's this sense of, you know, teaching is disseminating information. Preaching is calling for a response. Like, um, you know, we see examples of that in Acts when Peter preaches. He's not disseminating, he's disseminating information, yes, um, but he's also calling for a response to say, no, believe in Jesus today. So, 
Again, we don't want to make a hard, fast distinction, yeah. but there's a little bit of a st- distinction between preaching and teaching in that yeah, way. Yeah, and so that shows us Jesus addresses our, <clears throat> our mental life, our spiritual life, and then healing, of course, with physical, um, our physical life. And the idea that we can grow in understanding, we can grow in our commitment, we can experience wholeness through a relationship with Jesus. And he was doing all of those things throughout his ministry. Yeah. And, and, and the fact that he cares about them all, um, we can, we can be assured of that, that he cares about them all and that, that we can bring any of those concerns and issues to him. And, um, and he really does pay attention uh, to that. So the, the, it, it said, the text says that he healed all kinds of diseases and afflictions among the, among the people. And one of those diseases that really, uh, that we see in the text that we're looking at is, is leprosy. I mean, he, again, text says he healed all kinds. One of those, uh, was, was leprosy and leprosy was a skin disease, that um, that rendered a person unclean ritualistically, so they could not go to the synagogue, and mm-hmm. they um, they they were excluded from family functions because you know if you connected or touched them or they touched you, then they would render you unclean. And it was so bad that they were there was a leper colony that was separate from everyone else, so they were really kind of outcast and marginalized in society. And and if they decided to come out of the colony and be in public with everyone else, they have actually had to say unclean, unclean, kind yeah. of like a warning so that people would not get close to them and where they would be rendered uh, um, ritualistically unclean. So this this person, this man, he he is marginalized. He is excluded, more than likely ridiculed and rejected. And, um, and Jesus sees him, he comes to Jesus and, and what, what happens? Yeah. So he comes to Jesus and he asks, he says, if you are willing, can, will you make me clean? Yeah. And, uh, I think that's interesting. He doesn't question Jesus's ability. Like, can you make me clean? Right. He knows he can, he believes that he can. And then it's just Jesus's willingness, um, that he's, requesting now that does then lead to the, uh, you know, the thought of, well, yeah. Cause Jesus doesn't always heal. Yeah. Um, we've t- mentioned he, he, he's healing all kinds of diseases in the gospels here, but we know people who have died from illness. Um, so how do we, yeah, and how that, do we handle that? That that's a you know it's a tough question because as you mentioned we know people who like they've been praying and praying and praying, and God hasn't healed, and yet someone else we see God heal them, mm-hmm. and um and and I I think we 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 get a we get a sense that it is God's sovereign choice. It's his it's his will whether he um you know, he heals one person over another. We don't know. We don't know the mystery behind that all the time. And yet we do know that God allows certain things to happen to us or for us to experience certain things so that we might grow, uh, mm-hmm. that we might grow in our faith. And, um, and we, we see this, you know, James says, you know, it, you know, there's joy that comes with, understanding, um, how sickness and pain and suffering, uh, actually shapes us and it gives us a greater sense of patience and all of those kinds of things. And so whereas we don't know all the reasons why God doesn't 
heal immediately and heal instantaneously. We do know that he uses that to grow us. He uses it to, um, to shape us as followers of Jesus. And we do know that ultimately, um, and eventual that, uh, eventually that God will heal in heaven. And, um, I, I wish that everyone would be healed. And yet we see that it is his sovereign will, his sovereign purpose to, do what he mm-hmm. desires to do. Mm-hmm. And sometimes for for reasons unbeknownst to us, he chooses not to heal everyone, uh, but he does. Um, he does heal some yeah. and, um, and we celebrate it when he does and we walk with those when he doesn't. Yeah. And it is hard. I mean, we don't wish that on anybody. It is a reality of our broken world, yeah. sickness and death. Um, and that any of us experience healing and life is a gift from God. Absolutely. I think that's that's a hard thing to swallow because for sure our culture just says you deserve it all. Yeah, exactly. But to recognize that anything we have from God is a gift. And so healing is not something we deserve, but it, it can be something that we receive. But it, it's still... It's hard. It's and, hard. And we don't want it. Yeah. We don't want it to be like that. Absolutely. To, for a loved one to be sick or... but. In this case, the leper says, if you are willing, make me clean. And Jesus does. I love in, well, actually, I think it is in both Mark and Luke. It describes Jesus being filled with compassion Yeah, yeah. or pity yeah. is yeah. the word used in the ESV, which I love that, yeah. that our Jesus is compassionate. Yeah. Like he sees, he sees a need, he sees illness and his response is compassion yeah. towards us. And, you know, it kind of goes back to, um, you know, what we said near the beginning is that we see the teaching, we see the preaching and we see the healing. And so Jesus, um, he shows this pity and compassion in literally every area of our lives. And we see it in this man's life, um, with, uh, the physical part. Mm-hmm. And I can only imagine Jesus looks at him and says, I know that you've been separated from your family. I know that you've been rejected by society. I know that you've been, you've been marginalized because of this skin disease that, that renders you, you know, again, ritualistically unclean and you've not had human touch in such a long time. Yeah. And so I can imagine Jesus looking in his eyes, seeing his desperation because he bows before Jesus, he kneels before him, he cries out to Jesus. And I can only imagine Jesus uh, seeing all of this and feeling all of this and saying, yeah, I'm, I'm willing to, I'm willing to make you clean. And, um, and, and Jesus reaches out and he touches him. Yes. Which is a big deal. It's a big deal. It's a big deal because I mean, to touch someone who is ritualistically unclean rendered you unclean, mm-hmm. but but we see something totally different here. Jesus touches him and clean, and the man is cleansed, as opposed to Jesus becoming unclean. And I love that Jesus touches individuals who are marginalized. He loves to touch people who are quote yeah. unquote unclean that society calls them that. And so, um, so Jesus's power, um, touches this man and this man is healed and he is clean and he is now restored physically, but he's also restored socially to his family, restored socially to his friends. And, um, and I can only imagine the joy that this man, uh, this man had once he, 
uh, once Jesus touched him and and cleansed him. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I love that Jesus is willing to touch people who I believe society says are untouchable. Yeah. And um, and that's the kind of savior we have. Yeah. Now, in Mark's version, he includes this little detail that Jesus says, now, don't tell anybody <laughs> about this. Um, Jesus Good is luck with that. growing in popularity. I mean, this right. is even without social media, this the word is getting out that Jesus is healing. He is amazing things to say. So Jesus says, don't tell anybody. And the man disobeys. He disobeys. He I, and I get it. Like yeah. his life has just been 180. And so he wants to tell people, yeah. but there's a consequence there's for that. A consequence. And again, I'm not, I'm not mad at the man for, yeah, for totally doing that. And I don't think Jesus it. is either. Um, but, but I think part of the reason why Jesus tells him that is again, a number of things people will misunderstand. And then there'll be another a big crowd, which is one of the consequences Yep, is a large crowd comes around Jesus. And Jesus is like saying, I've been doing this all day. So now he has to kind of flee into a desolate place or a place of quiet, which I think is one of the consequences that he could have healed more, but he, he now can't do that because because of the man's disobedience and he goes and he tells everybody, which, again, we totally understand. But I think Jesus has to go and hide away mm-hmm. and and um, and move away from the crowd because the man actually tells everybody that, uh, you know, that he's been healed. And so I think there's there there is a consequence. There's always going to be a consequence, always going to be a cost to our disobedience. And in this case, um, I think Jesus decides not to heal more people Hmm. because the man spreads the news and, uh, and Jesus is faced with another big crowd. And so, uh, again, he's tired, probably see his humanity again. He's tired. It's like, okay, let me get a break. Can I get a break? And so he's able to get off, excuse me, he's able to get off by himself. And rejuvenate and re- replenish his strength. And we see Jesus doing this over and over and over again. And yeah. I think what's interesting in this particular section, this is in the height of the busy season. Yeah. I mean, as yeah. we are heading into a holiday season, I know for me, my tendency when things get busy is not to spend more time withdrawing in silence and solitude with the Lord. It's often, okay, I got to get yeah. up. I got to get going. I got to get the things checked off the list. I got to right. get the you know, presents bought or the card sent out or, you know, my brain is humming with the things that need to do, I need to do instead of what we see Jesus here, even in the height of the busyness, he withdraws, he withdraws. Yeah. and spends time with his father. Yeah. And hugely important, even during this holiday season for us to carve out that time. Yeah. And and with with things moving faster and quicker and, you know, you know, Black Friday sales are happening much sooner. And and so it it has to be intentional, intentionally pulling away, saying, I will not get caught up in the vortex of the busyness of a season. I will, um, I will steal away and I will spend time, you know, with the father, as you mentioned, to, um, to replenish my strength and, um, and, and not to be caught up in all that, you know, the world, um, pushes us or, or, 
you know, woos us into. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so I, I love, even though it came at a cost of the man's disobedience, Jesus does give us a really, really good picture of what it means to pull away and to say, I'm going to replenish my strength. I'm going to spend time with the father so that he might be able to do more of what, uh, what the father called him to, which is to proclaim, which we started with proclaim yeah. the kingdom of God, um, to preach and teach, to let people know that, um, this is what life looks like when God is large and in charge. And so, mm-hmm. uh, so I love this story. I love, um, you know, I love that Jesus, you know, touches people who we consider, um, outcasts and marginalized. And, you know, I think, I think even, for me, I have to continue asking myself the question, who are the marginalized in my world? You know, who am I touching or not touching? Um, and, um, and Jesus does give us a really, really good example of you, you minister and then you rest, you minister and you rest, you minister and you rest. So, yeah. I, another detail, um, that Luke mentions before this story is, Jesus is teaching. He gets in Simon's boat. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then after teaching, he tells them to go out back. They, they'd been cleaning the nets. He says, go back out. So they obey and they get this huge catch of fish, which leads them to then um, choose to follow Jesus. But I loved that too. Like here, we've just talked about an amazing miracle of yeah, healing. Yeah. And we've seen Jesus already do some amazing things. And then I love here that he also cares about someone's work life, yeah, yeah, you know, and yeah. he does an incredible, I mean, more than provision for the day. Um, but I think we can remember that too, that Jesus cares about our work life as well. And, and then Simon's response is, you know, giving all credit to Jesus for it. Like his business success is not one that, that he takes pride in. It's one that brings him greater humility and recognition. Wow. I didn't do that on my own. I mean, he knew. I love that. He knew he didn't do it on his own. And I think, but that's good for us to remember too. I mean, whatever success we might have in the workplace or in some anything that we're getting accolades for, remembering any success of ours is because of God at work in yeah. us Great and the strength insight. he provides. I, but, I love love that insight. Um, yeah. So what what can we believe about um what can we believe about God, believe about ourselves? Uh, from um, from this story. Yeah. Okay. So I was feeling very personally convicted as you were talking about withdrawing. <laughs> <laughs> because literally this morning, um, I ended my time with the Lord by buying jeans on Old Navy for $15 because <laughs> I saw an ad and it was totally like then after I'm, and I'm getting, su- I'm super pleased about it. <laughs> and then was like, What? 20 minutes? Like that took me 20 minutes, but there is a real life, real time example of man. Okay. That was probably not, I mean, it did say it was only the sale was only today, (laughs) but I fell for that urgency that truly was not urgent. I mean, I could have done it later tonight for that matter, but I 
lost like 20 minutes <laughs> of my morning time, which I do have some spiritual rhythms habit that had to get squished faster because of my, I, lo- uh, I love the authenticity. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And I hope people, people can appreciate that. People can appreciate that. So, so that's uh, what I, I want to be more focused on. That's what I can believe for myself is that with the take prioritizing, starting <laughs> with that, the black Friday sales will come. Yeah, that, yeah, they yeah, will have their yeah, time. Yeah. But. You know, I think, I think for, for me and you, you hit on this and you kind of shaped it for us is that, um, throughout this entire episode, um, um, Jesus cares. He cares literally about every aspect of our lives. You, uh, you ended with, which, which is kind of the beginning of this episode or beginning of these stories where in Luke, where Jesus does care about work. He does care about our business. He does care about our mental, um, our mental well-being. He does care about the spiritual. He does care about the physical. And we see an example of Jesus with the man with leprosy. He looked at him with pity and compassion. Mm-hmm. And I think that same thing, Jesus looks at us. And he sees what we're going through. He sees that we're harassed by all kinds of things. And he looks at our situation. He looks at us with pity, with compassion. And and he touches us. He touches us in many different ways, whether it's physically touching us or touching us through a song or through a passage. And so um, so there's this sense where he actually does care. And I, I have to intentionally remind myself um, that he that he does, and mm-hmm. he cares about every aspect of my life, not just my Sunday morning life, or not mm. just um, reading the Bible. He actually cares about you know you a good looking, deal on a good jeans. Deal on- <laughs> he does. I mean, that's that's good stewardship, and so and and again, this is not about justification, <laughs> but he does really care, and um, and even when we're sick. And for those who are listening to this episode and you're going through Mm. a very, very difficult time right now and you're wondering why he hasn't healed you yet, um, he he cares. He looks at your situation with pity and compassion. And he says, um, even though I may not heal you right now um, or I, I don't know, healing may never come, but he has promised to walk with us through every, uh, every situation. And so I think that's what we can believe about Jesus, what we can believe about God during this time. I love it. Thank you friends for joining us. Have a spiritual conversation yourself with a friend this week. 